Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. I had a miracle cure that would guarantee you and your family living to a ripe old age whilst feeling vigorous, fit and fabulous. Would you be interested? Well, I do. It's called Healthy Living. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Healthy Living for Families Made Easy. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I hope that you are feeling amazing and fabulous and excited for 2022. My children went back to school today, so today is my first day back at work and I'm super excited. We do still have builders in the house, so fingers crossed I can record this before they start drilling again. So I'm very grateful to the builders because they're finishing my house, but I would quite like them to get my office done so that I can get on with some work. Okay, okay. Today, I was inspired by somebody, somebody on the internet in a Facebook group who said she was in a weight loss motivation and support for healthy eating group. And she said, help, I'm stuck in the excuses phases again. I have multiple excuses for everything. How do I move on and get back at the healthy eating and working out? And I have loads and loads and loads of answers and realized that I couldn't fit them all in that tiny little box that you get like three lines where you can write a huge, great essay. And that actually this was uh, a really, really, really good episode for a podcast. So I think this is the pillar number four. So let me just recap in case you have been hiding in a hole and you have not heard my four pillars to healthy, amazing you. Number one, healthy eating that you love. And by the way, just as a side note, this year, I'm really going to be concentrating on emotional eating and helping everybody who comes my way. Oh, the banging. Hang on a second. 
Oh, by the magic of podcast recording. I'm hoping this is better. I have moved into my son's bedroom and hopefully the banging won't be on the recording. So I am going to be focus on focusing on emotional eating because everybody says, hey, I eat healthily. I eat lots of vegetables. That's not the problem. The problem is I'm totally scuppered by carbohydrate cravings, emotional eating, all that candy, whatever it is for you. And when I'm working with my clients, I realize that this is a common thread for everyone. In fact, I think it's a common thread for absolutely everyone. So 2022, I'm really going to be focusing on helping people with emotional eating. And we're going to kick off with a workshop, Eliminate Emotional Eating. I haven't quite set the date for it, but next week I will tell you when that is going to be. And if you're on my email list, then you'll be one of the first to find out. So that side note, the four pillars are loving healthy eating. Pillar number two, exercise that lights you up. Pillar number three, delicious, delicious, healthy sleep. And pillar number four is your emotional wellness, including stress levels and really including your motivation. And this all boils down to motivation. So before I start work with anybody, before anybody does anything, I think you need to get really, really clear on why you want to do something. So when you're there saying, help, I'm stuck in the excuses phase, that is because you have decided to do something that you feel you ought to do or should do. I ought to get more healthy. I think I need to do this. And what you haven't really got is the clarity of why you are doing it. Now, yes, I know that your brain knows this. I ought to get more healthy so I don't get unwell. But there's such a valuable exercise in painting that picture for you. You don't want it in abstract terms. You want it in reality of what the difference means to your life. And this is another exercise that I love doing. In fact, you can sign up and get the roadmap to healthy you and it will walk you through this exercise. And if you want to come and do this exercise with me, I am more than happy to walk you through this exercise. In fact, it's another one that I do in the group coaching sessions, the free group coaching sessions that I do. But when you stand there at this crossroads and you look forwards and you think, okay, if I carry on how I am going to be, then, oh my goodness, I'm in danger of dot, dot, dot. Now, obviously, we can never tell who exactly is going to get diabetes or heart disease or whatever other horrible disease. But it's a very real possibility. Now, if you make changes and think about how your life will be if you implement healthy eating and living, so that you can do it without thinking about it, what does your life look like then? And I think this is where people trip up because they don't believe that they can change. So you might paint that picture and go, okay, I'm going to have loads of energy. I'm really going to enjoy my healthy living. I'm going to feel so much better when I do these things. And you really need to connect the cause and effect. So, for example, if you're saying, okay, I know I ought to go and do some exercise. What you're saying is, I don't really believe that the exercise is going to help me feel better. But when you start to show yourself that exercise does help you feel better, 
then it makes it so much easier to do. And let's be totally honest. It's not that exercise always is enjoyable and great. Now, I love exercise and I go for a run once a week. Sure, there are times when my brain is going, I would rather lie in bed than go for a run. But when I'm on that run, I am taking note of, oh, do you know what? My body is moving now. And I am so grateful that my body moves. My mother-in-law is in a wheelchair and I'm so grateful that I have the ability to use my arms and legs and I'm not going to take that for granted. And then I might get into a bit of a rhythm where I can just feel my arms and legs just moving and go, wow, it's kind of hypnotic almost. And when I get home, I have this amazing sense of achievement and energy. And, you know, unless I've done a really long run, which I don't do very often, and then I come home feeling, oh my goodness, I'm about to die. I don't do that very often. I normally come home going, I've done a short run. That's it. I feel amazing. But it's about linking that exercise to feeling good. Because when you're saying, I ought to do some exercise, you don't believe that exercise is going to make you feel better. And that is a journey that you have to go on. And so the first step is really getting clear on what does it mean for you to do these healthy things? What would it mean to you? Create that image, that transformation for yourself. And you have to really believe it because if you don't believe it, you're just going to go, I'm not going to do it. Why would I bother to do these things? Because it doesn't make any difference. I've been there before. It doesn't make any difference. But I promise you that if you implement healthy living in all of, all four of those pillars, that you will feel better. And in fact, it doesn't take ages to feel better. I was talking to the ladies in my Healthy You, Healthy Family group program last week. And one of them was saying, hey, do you know what? Over Christmas, I almost deliberately slipped back a bit. I started doing things that I wouldn't normally do, but it was Christmas time and I kind of wanted to see what it felt like. And oh my goodness, it was such an amazing lesson to remind myself that I do feel so, so much better when I'm implementing all of this healthy living. So it doesn't take long to feel better when you start healthy living. Now, so that's the very, very first step. That's Okay, finding my inner motivation. Now, if you found your inner motivation and then you're still saying, hey, you know what? I'm stuck in that excuses phase again. Well, number one, you need to keep that inner motivation alive. And that's one of the things that I think we need to work on always. It's not like motivation falls from the sky. You have to work on inner motivation and having help to work on inner motivation is not a bad thing. So let's say you've got that inner motivation, but you're still finding excuses. This is when you need to use like the different aspects of your brain. And there are different aspects of your brain. So what happens is when you have made a decision and you've gone, I ought to do this thing. That's your thinking brain saying, hey, I'm in control and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to give up chocolate for 30 days. And what happens, the excuses phase is that's your habit brain going, yeah, we just do it like this all the time. Three o'clock, it's chocolate time. Or I don't really want to do my exercise. I want to sit on the sofa again. So there's two different aspects of your brain and they're saying different things. And that can be really confusing to, to align because we think of ourselves as one person. But if you think of yourself as a controller and then a habit, it makes it much easier. 
And they basically both need to be in a line because otherwise you're just going to be arguing with yourself. So one really super powerful exercise is to write out all of those excuses. Just list them all. So it might be, hey, I don't want to do any exercise or I really like watching television or I feel deprived when I'm not eating chocolate. So get all of them down on a piece of paper, literally absolutely everything. Then do something different, go for a walk or come back to it the next day and have a look at it with fresh eyes and start to look at those excuses and think, okay, that one is valid. I do feel deprived when I don't ever eat chocolate. How about I change that? And there are lots of solutions to that. So it might be that you say, okay, well, I'm going to have chocolate once a week or... I'm going to change the way I think about deprivation. Oh, that's another interesting topic that I wanted to talk about. So there are different ways that you can have a look at this, but you need to have a look at all of those excuses and you need to either change what you think about those excuses or decide, okay, yes, I do feel deprived that I'm going to eat chocolate or I want to sit and watch television, but I want to sit and watch television, but I know that if I go for a walk, then I'm going to feel much better. So I'm putting myself in a situation where it's easier for me to say yes. And this comes back to habit formation as well. It's not about discipline. It's not about being strong-willed. It's about working out how you can make those habits easy to do so that you don't have to have that discussion with yourself, so that you just do it before your brain has even thought about those excuses. So if you haven't heard about how to make habits, I've done lots of podcasts on this, but essentially you want to make it easy for you to do the good habits and not so easy to do the bad habits. And habit formation takes time, which is why my Healthy You Healthy Family program is an entire year long. Now, on a side note, I am planning on having a shorter program, which is about eliminating emotional eating, which would be a shorter program. But with the Healthy You Healthy Family program, it's about making changes to lots of habits, to your way of living. And I genuinely believe that takes a period of time. And I always talk about the rickety bridge as well. And that's that period of time when you think you're building up a habit, well, you're building it up, you think you've got the habit, life happens, you go back to how it was before. And that's because you haven't ingrained that habit. So when you're going back to your list of excuses and going, okay, I am seeing that I'm not going for a walk because I want to sit on the sofa, then you need to be honest with yourself and think, okay, do I want to actually build up this habit or not build up this habit? And if the answer is yes, I want to build up this habit, then you need to put on your thinking hat and think, okay, how do I make this easy for myself? Well, I put my walking shoes by the front door And I put a bag of rubbish there because I have to go and walk it to the rubbish bin or I have to do some errand. So it's going to get me out of the door. Remember, the first two minutes are always the most difficult. That transition is always the most difficult. Once you're walking, you're enjoying it, but you have to work out how you can get yourself started and how you can make it difficult to watch television. Hide the remote control. I don't know, something like that. So that is an overview of, hey, I have got excuses. Now, I did want to talk to you about deprivation, actually, because I think this is another really interesting topic of conversation, it being January and everybody going, okay, we're going to do 
New Year's resolutions. I'm going to not eat chocolate. I'm going to do whatever. And I hear a lot of people saying, oh my goodness, dieting doesn't work. You must, must always think about the healthy things you're eating and you mustn't ever cut out bad things and focus on cutting out bad things because if you're depriving yourself, that is never going to work. And to a certain extent, I agree. I think, yes, we do want to focus on the healthy things that we're eating and not constantly deny ourselves or deprive ourselves. However, I think there is another way of thinking about that. And that is this. Let me sidetrack for a bit. So in January, I am doing vegan January and I'm doing dry January. And I can look at it like, oh my goodness, I am depriving myself of alcohol for the whole of January. Or I can look at it in a different way and say, hey, do you know what? I'm not partaking of alcohol for the whole of January because I believe it is so much better for my health. And I'm not thinking about it as a deprivation. I'm looking at the positives I'm getting from not drinking alcohol. Hey, I wake up every single morning feeling amazing. I tell you what, it's so much easier to go for a run when you haven't had a glass of beer the night before. And I was listening to a podcast, which I really recommend listening to called Thinking Nutrition. And he was talking about alcohol and how it's really, really bad for us. And I 100% agree. I think we like to think that alcohol isn't as bad for us as we think, but it is not true. It is just plain not good for us. So how you think about what you're doing is super important. And if you're stuck in this idea of, oh my goodness, I can't deprive myself ever, and it is going to be deprivation, then it is going to be really difficult for you to change your habits. Now, one thing that I think is really useful is cutting out something for a short period of time because it shows you that it is not as bad. I have done dry January three years now and I know that it's not bad and that I actually enjoy it. Yes, there are times when I think, oh, I'd quite like to have a glass of beer at five o'clock in the afternoon. That's the time I tend to have a beer. But there's no beer in the house, so I'm going to have a cup of water instead. And it's no big deal. Like, yes, the desire's there, it's gone in about a minute and I just move on with my life. And I'm still doing basically the same things, getting dinner for the kids, whatever it is I do in the evening, reading a book, playing the guitar with or without alcohol. And the same goes for being vegan. It's actually really interesting to be vegan and cut out cheese and dairy and things like that and think, okay, do I feel deprived or Am I enjoying this experience of seeing what it's like not to eat dairy foods and think, okay, when February comes, I can decide that I'm going to either go back to eating all the dairy that I was eating before or eat less or continue to cut it out. And that's my choice to make. Do I feel deprived? Well, my children like to offer me their chocolates that they had from January the 6th. It's a festival here called King's and they were given chocolates by one of our neighbours. And they like to offer them to me because they know that it's got milk in them and I'm going to say no. So yes, they offer them to me and they do it to tease me as well. No, I don't feel particularly deprived, but that's because I choose to say, no, actually what I'm doing here is being vegan. So a few thoughts. You don't have to 
feel like you're depriving yourself to cut something out of your diet. That is all just how you think about it. And yes, it does take work to train yourself because if you have that dominant thought of, I want chocolate, I want chocolate, I'm not going to allow myself to have chocolate. When you're thinking about it like that, you're just going to end up arguing with yourself. Okay, so sign up for the handout, the Dr. Orlina's Roadmap to Healthy, Amazing You. I think the easiest way to find it is to go to Dr. Orlina. I'll put a link in the show notes, show notes, but the easiest way is to go to Dr. Orlina and then just the top bar says how you can sign up for it. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next week with more news about workshops and when they are actually happening. Okay, bye-bye.